morning, campers. All righty. Welcome back to Camp Campers. Sorry that I missed last week. Uh, very, very sorry. I, um, I was working and I was kind of like, I'm almost done with this script that I'm I've been working on for like a year now, and I uh, let's see what's on TV here. I um, I'm kind of in the home stretch, so I <clears throat> kind of put all my ideas. I just kind of wanted to put all my creative ide- energy into <clears throat> into that. And look, I know I like Camp Good Boy isn't exactly all things considered, but like I like <laughs> my head was just kind of elsewhere, I guess, uh, last week. But then this week. Uh, I, I was actually going to skip this week as well because, um, like I've been getting up earlier. I'm just ready to be done with this thing. Um, first of all, wait, let's get a movie real quick and then I can, I can get into all this here. Uh, who, God damn it. I don't want to watch Humana Medicare Advantage plans. Come on, comment. I probably hold on for, uh, fuck. I guess, okay. So I guess the movies on Comet start at 10. Um, this could be fun, actually. Well, wait, let's just see what's on AMC real quick. Um, so I was going to skip, I was going to skip this week as well, but then yesterday I got done with work early and I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll do an evening pod. So I took Molly out, uh, and then I came back and did the pod and I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, when I did it, like, there was some fun. First of all, like, Comet didn't have uh, a movie on it. It had the Outer Limits. I was like, ah, I don't want to do the Outer Limits. So that was another kind of, like, setback a little bit. First, because usually I do this in the morning. So then, so I did it, uh, like, Wednesday morning. And now I was doing it Wednesday night. Uh, uh, Cloverfield, I'll, 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 fuck it, I'll. Okay, so, <laughs> let's just go back here. So, okay, so I did one. I did a pod last night, but it, I, it, I, again, I usually do it in the morning on Wednesdays. And uh, Comet wasn't playing a movie; they were playing The Outer Limits. I didn't want to watch The Outer Limits. So then I went to AMC, and they were playing Nightmare on Elm Street, the the reboot, the reboot from like two thousand nine. Uh, and it just the night I hadn't eaten dinner yet. Uh, I don't like Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. I don't, I'm not a big Elm Street guy, so it just kind of threw me off. And to, but to, to make matters worse, I was so tired from not only working that day, but working the past two weeks. Like I've been working my ass off the past. I've been working my ass off this whole year, but these past two weeks, I've been like really grinding to get this script done. Uh, and I'm almost done. I'll be done tomorrow. But, I was so I was I I always listen to the podcast after I record it and like if I there's just anything that needs to be edited out um I so I was listening to it while I was cooking dinner which again I also never do like I when I listen to it I sit at my table and and just like just relax and listen to it so I was listening to it while I was cooking so I wasn't really able to focus on it but what I was able to hear I sounded like catatonic i sounded like i was on heroin i just it's weird when i did it i was like kind of enjoying it <clears throat> but i mean man when i went back to listen I, I i literally sounded strung out i sounded so just tired it was flat it didn't have the usual like zing <laughs> the, the that camp good boy zing that you've all grown very accustomed to and i think that's why like i went I, I like went against it. Like I say, good morning campers to you guys, because it's more. And I mean, obviously, I'm sure a lot of you listen to it like not in the morning, but like 
there's something like saying good morning campers when it's morning where I am puts me in it a little bit more than saying good morning campers when like I'm getting ready to cook dinner. It's it's like dark out. It just it uh it it was just ass backwards. I was tired. It just was not a good pot. I was like, I cannot in good conscience. I cannot put this on. I have a uh I have a reputation to uphold here. Um uh and I was like, yeah, I can't put this up. So sorry for the delay. Uh and yeah. And that that one pod that'll never see the light. Uh, maybe it'll see the light of day one day. Maybe uh maybe I'll do a special. Um I'll do a special. Uh October was that October twelfth? <laughs> I don't know. Um October twelfth is like Camp Good Boys, uh January sixth. Um so yeah, so we're watching Cloverfield. I've never seen Cloverfield. And I remember when I remember I first saw the ads for this movie. So wait, how much more time do I got left? Okay, so hopefully I'll be still be doing this in twenty minutes, and I can flip over to Comet. But I've never seen Cloverfield, but I remember seeing the ads for this in New York City in like two thousand seven. I remember I saw an ad in the bathroom, and it was like a it was like a movie poster like right in front of the urinal, and it was like Cloverfield, and Lower Manhattan was destroyed. I'm like, what? That like what? <laughs> that is, it's the it's just such a bizarre name for a movie and then you show new york city uh destroyed it was a very it was just very confusing i still don't really know is it an alien is it an alien invasion and then they're just riding the thing they're clearly just riding the found footage train here um but actually should i just throw on you know what i'm gonna throw on this is what I'm gonna do. So last night I was watching, like I said, I was watching the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot from 2009, and then it went right into H2O, which I love. I'm gonna watch H2O, Halloween H2O. I, I love, I love this movie with uh, with the great Josh Hartnett. Um, so yeah, I've been crushing horror movies. It's October. We made it. We're halfway through it. I hope you guys are having a good October. I hope you got your decorations up. I got two pumpkins on my mantle. I'm going to carve a jack-o'-lantern, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, on Halloween night. Throw a candle in that sucker and um, really spook it up out here. But uh, yeah, I've been watching. Last night, I watched Prom Night. I watched The Stepfather. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm crushing horror movies. But so let's get into it. So this this, this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, and I so I saw this movie two nights ago. Uh, no, three nights ago. I saw it on Monday, and I literally wanted to actually come back and record a pod afterwards, going against everything that I just said about how I like to record this in the morning. But I saw this movie Tar. Uh, it's this new movie with Kate Blanchett. If you haven't seen it. Uh, it, it's it's not Camp Good Boy Wreck of the Week, but it's not not Camp Good Boy Wreck of the Week because I'm 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 actually interested in what other people think about it. Uh, I had never heard of it before, but a friend mentioned it to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, I'll go see it. I'm I, I'm trying. I I, I feel like I, I I do need to get out and see new movies more, especially with the awards movies coming out. I always do like to go see those in the theater, even though I kind of I get the screeners and I can just watch them at home, but. Sometimes it's nice to see it in the theater, but so I'm glad I saw this one in the theater because if I had waited to watch the screener at my apartment, I definitely would have shout out Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Here, there he comes on stealing the booze. This is Hartnett's debut, actually. What a great debut, Halloween H2O. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I, 
I'm glad I saw Tar in the theater because if I'd see if I had had the screener watched it at home, I would have shut it off for sure. Okay, so it's this movie with Kate Blanchett and this guy Todd Field directed it, but Kate Blanchett plays like the goat conductor. She's she plays like the best conductor in the world, and it's. It's it's fictional. It's she's not she's not playing a real person. Because um, when the, when the movie started, I'm like, wait, should I know this person? Is this like a biopic? Is this some like weird biopic? But no, it's just a made up character. So she plays basically the greatest conductor in the world, present day. Like, is the conductor of the Berlin Phil harmonic, which means nothing to me. Like, <laughs> if I've heard one Phil harmonic, I've heard them all. Like. The London Phil, the LA Phil, the New York Phil, the Miami Phil, the fucking Tucson Phil. I mean, they're all the same Phil to me. Uh, so, but apparently the Berlin Phil is like the the Phil to end all Phils. <laughs> um, uh, so, she, basically, long story short, she's like the she's the goat conductor in the world. She's incredible, and so, but okay, so, but the movie opens on the with the opening credits but not like in like uh, like ace ventura <laughs> like the movie starts with the opening credits and he's got the package and he's throwing the package around just shattering whatever thing whatever object he's got in the package the 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 credits start the movie but they feel like the closing credits to the point where i almost wanted to like go up to the projection room and like knock on the door. Do they even have projectionists in there? Do they just slide the DVD in the, in the machine and let the movie play? Um, Cause so many movies are made digitally these days. But anyway, I almost wanted to be like, Hey, like, is this the, did you guys get the slides out of order? Like it was very confusing. Like I, like it was, it was every, it was, uh, that is such the interior of a nineties car. Wow. That is such a 90s right uh, H to Jimmy Lee Curtis's car. She's got like an Explorer. What is that? That's a Tahoe. The inside is was such a 90s like dashboard, <laughs> like stereo dash. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, oh, that's a Jimmy. Wow. The Jimmy, a GMC Jimmy. Those are great cars. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the, the movie opens with the credits, but they feel like the closing credits and they go on for a really, 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 really long time. Like, it's a very bold way to open your movie. So I was just like, what? Is, what this is very weird. And there was like a weird song playing in the in the background. And I, I after the movie, I told my friend, I'm like, that was a weird way to start the movie. And she was like, uh, like, I think that it was. It was kind of like a conductor, like the director, giving credit to all the musicians, the people who all were part of the movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, but still, like, it's it's a bold it's a bold way to start a movie. Like, it's very slow, it's very long. A lot of people worked on it, and I understand wanting to do that, but at the same time, it's like, hey man, I can't read all these people's names. Like, what like what what are we doing? So that was strike one. But I but I'm I I didn't hate this movie, but I'm gonna lay into i mean i got a whole thing here i'm gonna do uh so then the, the so then the next opening scene okay is at this new yorker interview okay and again she's a conductor being interviewed by the new yorker so you can imagine the uh the vocabulary being used in this interview is very high <laughs> like super high and i don't even i, <clears throat> I don't really listen to symphonies and and uh, classical music it's not that i don't like it i just don't really listen to it 
So you can imagine New Yorker, orca- or conductor, talking about like insider symphony talk. <laughs> like I was just lost. I didn't know what they were talking about. It was one of the most pretentious movie scenes I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, and it went on for a really, 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 really long time. Like one of the longest opening scenes I've ever seen. So that was strike two. Okay. Then there was a scene with, with, uh, 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 the fuck's her name. So the woman's name is Lydia Tar. That's why the movie's t- called Tar. But, uh, Kate Blanchett's having lunch with this guy, the actor Mark Strong. And I don't know. Again, it's more of the same, like pretentious talk. Like I, I needed like a, I needed like a dictionary <laughs> while I was watching this movie. They like they were using words and referencing people that I just didn't know. I needed like a tarred English dictionary. I just didn't know what they were talking about. And it again, it went on so long. Then there was a scene where she's teaching at Juilliard. Okay, and again, the scene went on for really long, but finally this scene was actually kind of great and what she does again i'm not i'm not going to try to spoil too much because if you wanted to see tar you should go see tar um but those are the those are the only things i'm going to spoil so that's four scenes because i'm counting the opening credits aka the closing credits so that's four scenes that are both very long it was one of the most bold it was one of the boldest ways i've ever seen a movie open and for me i need a movie that opens like that just grabs me by the throat and like dick <laughs> like and like tickles my ass I, I i need to be grabbed in a movie opening like immediately and the odd thing was so so like boogie nights like boogie nights has like the greatest movie opening ever or like scream which i saw at the new beverly two nights ago and i'll talk about that later but i need to be like grabbed immediately and with this I wasn't grabbed, but I was actually oddly grabbed by how boring the movie was to open. Like it was a, it was one of the longest, most drawn out movie openings ever with the combination of the, the credits, the interview, uh, the, the, the lunch scene where I still don't know what they were talking about. And, uh, and, uh, the classroom scene, like, Uh, I I was so it took me it wasn't until like 45 maybe 50 minutes when she goes back to Berlin that like the movie opens and the movie starts to like kind of get into what what exactly is going to happen I was like fucking finally I was so but the thing is I wasn't checked out but if I'd seen it at my my in my apartment I would have been checked out oh there's Michael Doing the old callback to the original where he's staring at Jamie Lee Curtis in the classroom. Now he's staring at Michelle Williams. Um, let me guess Michelle Williams is going to just nail this answer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't love that callback. I guess it's okay. Um, like Michelle Williams nails this answer, but she's not paying attention. Just like Jamie Lee Curtis nails the answer in Halloween, even though she's not paying attention. But anyway, because um, wait, Jamie Lee Curtis is the headmaster of the school, but she teaches. That's kind of weird. That's a that's a lot. <laughs> that was a big responsibility. And your heart nets, mom. Ah. Um. So yeah. So tar. It, it's so it's two hours and thirty eight minutes, but it feels like four hours. It's a very slow movie. It's one of the most boring yet engaging movies I've ever seen because I've never seen a movie. It's almost like entertainingly pretentious. It's so 
pretentious and it never stops being pretentious she's pretentious Kate Blanchett's a great actress Todd Field's a great director if you've if you've been wanting to go see it go see it uh if you've never heard of it maybe go see it, it, it it's weird I gave it three and a half stars I didn't hate it but I kind of hated it um like I can't in good conscience hate it because she's so good and because the directing is so good and and I was engaged. I was almost engaged with how boring it was. Like I've never had that. I've never had a feeling like that in a movie before. Maybe during There Will Be Blood, I was kind of. There Will Be Blood is great. Um, I There Will Be Blood is better because he's such a bigger psychopath than Kate Blanchett is in this movie. But Kate, uh, but like that's another one where it's like it's like slow and boring, but like it's so compelling. This one is slow and boring and pretty compelling because she's again, like I said, because of how pretentious it is, it, it, it is, they should have just called it pretentious, <laughs> pretentious. Like when I was watching the movie, I was like, I, I like tar, I like actual tar better than this movie. But then when I got to the end of the movie and I saw where it ends up, I was like, you know what? Now I get why they opened so long and they like they like hold you in this world in this world of just like elitism um it, like the, the the vocabulary that they're using the new yorker interview and and really really just holding you in this very like new york city symphony elite <laughs> uh conductor dickheads um which conductors seem like such like people that jock conductors seem like the biggest fucking dorks. Um, like it, it's just I, I, when I saw that when I got to the end and I and I saw how it ends up and it's a whole actually a hilarious ending. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Okay, like I I kind of get it. And I I had dinner with my friend afterwards, <clears throat> and because but I kind of wanted to rush back and and like tear this movie a new one. And I'm glad that like. I took a sec to like kind of really think about the movie because again, like I said, the ending is great. And when I saw the ending, I was like, God, that's why they, that's why they held you in it so long in the, in the opening. Granted, they still could have shaved 20 minutes off this movie. If they had, if they've shaved, if they had shaved 20 to 25 minutes off this movie, it would have been like, Whoa, dude, did you see tar? Like that was an interesting one. Um, so I gave it three and a half. Did I love it? No, but I can't. I can't in good conscience hate it. And I, I really watching it. I wanted to hate it because I was just like, you can't. You just you can't make me wait for the movie to start that long. Like get to the, get to the premise, please. And but but again, like I I know now why they did why they why they kind of just like held you in this world for so long in the opening. I still don't know why he I still don't think he had to open the movie with the credits like that. That was that was fucking lame. Um that that was it was just lame, but like anyway, so it, it's kind of Camp Good Boy Wreck of the Week. Um kind of. But see, that this is the thing. Then the next night or two nights later, I went to go see Scream at the New Beverly and it's like you watch that opening scene and I've never seen Scream in the theater before. I've only seen Scream on TV. Like fuck. Like that opening is just like, just diesel. Like that. Like that's the thing. Like those are the movies that I just gravitate to. Like I like openings. I like a killer opening scene. I like 
Uh, I just want you to fucking just. I want to be grabbed like immediately. I don't want. To, I don't want to watch the opening credits that feel like the closing credits, and I don't want to be at a New Yorker interview. Um, I don't even read the New Yorker. I I can barely understand what they're talking about in that magazine. Um, that was the thing while I was watching that movie. I I felt like I wasn't smart enough for that move for for Tar. And I, I go see it and let me know what you think because I'm just I'm, I'm curious what other people think because it's getting like unbelievable reviews and I don't know if this is like they just want to be nice because it's it's not a 24 I don't know if it's like my a 24 theory where they maybe it is the, no I don't think it is ah, uh, no, I don't think it is like my theory that all a 24 movies get like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't tell if critics just want to go be get invited to the A24 holiday party or something. This one, I feel like, I feel like it kind, I, I, I it kind of deserves the good reviews, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's it's almost hard to explain. I've never kind of seen a movie quite like it. <clears throat> like I said, a movie that's like boring and slow, but. St- still compelling i think it's the director todd field he's a good director he kind of holds you in it he he just he, he creates a mood and it's kind of kind of like the guy that uh directed like midsummer and hereditary but like not 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 like that but like he really kind of holds you in like um in like uh he like the scenes don't move quickly like he wants to hold you in this scene and and let you like feel kind of everything that's going on in it um but yeah that's my that's my tar review <laughs> but i mean i literally <clears throat> during the movie i was i was struggling but but i but at the same time i was still just kind of, i was still engaged it's hard to explain um hard to explain I, that i again i don't want to ruin anything else if, if especially if you were genuinely wanting to go see it <clears throat> so that so that's that so that's tar but scream at the new beverly i mean that movie i mean forget about it that movie is so that opening scene is so good and uh, the, oh l cool j this was a this was a popular thing I feel like in 90s 90s horror movies they started casting uh like rappers uh, <laughs> uh it was like Buster Rhymes and Halloween Resurrection LL Cool J and H2O <clears throat> Ice Cube and Anaconda um god I should I oh my god Brandon and I had the I don't think we ever we had the most insane meeting with LL Cool J. Like that was, uh, we met LL Cool J like five years ago. I want to say, um, I forget why. I think he was looking for movie ideas, and he was meeting with writers, which is how it works. I mean, a lot of the time, especially when a, when somebody just signs with a new agency, most of the time that agency will go to all the writers and just be like, "Hey." Do you have an idea to for LL Cool J? They're just like it's kind it's it's whether the movie ever gets made, it's kind of a way to like keep them happy because I feel like when agents sign these actors, they're just like we got the best writers, we you're, you have the best writers in the town at your disposal, and they're just like cool, cool, send me writers and let's talk ideas. So we met with him, and I remember like I think I'd put together like a really scrappy kind of crime premise, like a cop. Uh, which actually was a really cool premise. I remember like, yeah, I put together this really scrappy premise and Brandon was like, oh yeah, like let's talk to him about this. So we met with him and like, I don't know if we caught him in like, 
I, this is the thing. I don't really follow LL Cool J's career. I even, I like LL Cool J a lot, and meeting him, he was a really nice dude. Uh, like his, his music is is classic. Um, and yeah, his movie, uh, like he's great in any given Sunday, and he's good in this. He's good in H two O. Like he's he's good. LL Cool J's great. I don't know what he's. I don't know if he was just in like a. I don't know if he just woke up in a weird mood or. Uh, or um like because I, I i don't what does he do recently like i feel like he hosts something and i i wonder if it's kind of unfulfilling um should i be telling the story i can't tell but anyway so we 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 met him and we I, like basically his whole thing was that he wanted to play like really he wanted to, he wanted to get roles where he's playing like a really like badass dude he was like you know i want to play like a bad motherfucker who will like swing a baby against a wall and kill a baby. And we were like, oh yeah. He's like, I want to win Oscars. And it's just like, I I don't see, uh, I don't know if uh, Olivier was uh, throwing babies against the walls, but Hey, look, you know, Hannibal Lecter won an Oscar for eating people. So it's possible. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to keep this in. Um, uh, <laughs> he's like, that's what he said. He's like, I want that. He said, like, I want to swing a baby against the wall. And kill it. <laughs> that, that, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to play a character that does that. And we I, look, I, I, I mean, we were kind of like, ah, I mean, we, I could write that. But like, I don't know if it's going to sell. But uh, but uh, it, it was fucking hilarious. It was up at the Soho house, which is just this like the ridiculous i mean it's it's a, such a hollywood spot i mean it's the it's it's the one spot in la where when you walk in it's like heads turn to see who just walked in i mean it is really like that kind of place it's really nice and it's got like nice views but i mean like literally every single table is just is a celebrity and like ta- industry our conversations about the industry but um it was just a surreal, like I didn't even know. I just loved throwing babies against the wall equals Oscars. But again, like, hey, like some twisted roles of one Oscars, but uh, that was our LL Cool J story. Not as good as our meeting Eddie Murphy story. Um, but yeah, I hope I don't get LL Cool J canceled. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but yeah, Scream is amazing. That opening is so good. I'm trying to think if there are any like, rev- like again, when you see a movie on the big screen, you you see things that you just like things resonate that didn't resonate when you watched it like at home. Like I never realized how sh- like Billy Loomis is so the killer. <laughs> like I mean, it's really when you really watch that movie, it's really like you kind of know that it's him. The real twist is that Matthew Lill- Matthew Lillard is in on it. Um, that's like the real twist but i mean billy loomis is like the guy the guy not okay so the the opening scene happens he climbs into her window like what five minutes after the fucking the the drew barrymore gets killed uh and you don't really know who it was that killed her was it him or was it was it was it lillard it most likely was loomis uh but then he and then he comes over he's just like i was watching the exorcist uh and thought of you uh He's like pushing Nev Campbell to have sex with him. Uh, he he's right there when she gets attacked uh, at her home. The cell phone drops out, 
then he, then then he gets out of jail because somebody called her. Obviously, it was Matthew Lillard who called her while he, Loomis was in jail to throw Sydney off his scent. But then he gets out of jail and he's like, "Yo, get over your mom's death and have sex with me." Or it's like, "Wow, this guy is so the killer." I mean, it, when you really look back, it's like pretty glaringly obvious. I guess like that's kind of the whole that was kind of the whole point. But like, because you want to be like, "But wait, is he though?" But ah, but then is the dad? You don't really know. But I mean. It is so obviously Skeet Ulrich. Um, that movie's so good. And then how Halloween links up with like what's going on at the party. Oh God, that, I was like shaking my head just being like, and I nev- I'm never one of the guys watching a movie that's like shaking their head in, in amazement, but like I was kind of shaking my head in amazement. Scream is just fantastic. Um, and then you want to talk fantastic because I'm on my horror movie kick right now. Uh, horror movie every night. Um, I watched Prom Night last night, which I don't love, but I watched Stepfather two nights ago, which I do love, and I've seen Stepfather a zillion times. That movie is fucking... If you haven't seen the Stepfather, and I'm talking about the OG Stepfather from 1987, not the remake, although the remake is actually decent. The OG Stepfather with Terry O'Quinn from Lost, that movie is like flawless to me. And I was thinking like the amount of times... He says family in that movie. Like, that should almost be a drinking game. He says family so many times that if you took a drink every time he said family, you might need to be rushed to the hospital. He says he says it so many times. Um, it's so oh my it's so that movie's so great. I can't wreck that is Camp Good. That's Camp Good Boy like permanent wreck of the week. Because if you haven't seen Stepfather, you're uh, you're you're doing life all all sorts of wrong. It is he. It's like hilarious, uh, and you don't really know why he does what he does. Like I, you get the feeling that he had an awful, awful, awful childhood, and he's. It's weird. It's like he be, he believes in family. It's obviously all just a fucking fr- fake, but like, or like maybe it's that he had. I'm trying to think about it because basically the premise is he's this guy who worms his way into who like charms his way into into like single mothers single into single mothers like into their lives marries them uh, and then <laughs> and then butchers them and then goes and does the same thing to other families and he's all about family but then he, there's a few times during the movie where he's like uh I, I had a tough, I had a tough upbringing, and I'm always wondering like, what happened. I'm always wondering like if his, if his family was murdered. Like he had a great family, and that's why he's obsessed with family. But maybe they were murdered, and he's just like fuck this. No, but that doesn't really make sense. It's very strange. I, I always wonder, or maybe it was just he was just abusive, and he actually he genuinely hate. I mean, the guy clearly hates family. He fucking murders them, but like he, you believe him so much that he like you believe that he want does genuinely want a great family but he'll never get it because he's a psycho because most likely he was abused and i think i just i just broke her wide open right there but fuck that movie's great and then the sequels whatever the third one i don't love but that first one is just i mean that's like that it's like better than the godfather uh it's better than tar um i think but um and then yeah what else have i watched i watched um yeah, it's been a good it's been a good spooky season so far. I got uh what else did I watch? Uh you should have left. 
Oh, also, the, another thing about the stepfather, and I noticed this in some movies, like, you know what I don't like? Drinking water with dinner. <laughs> I like having water at dinner, but not as like, my, I, you know, it's actually weird. I don't drink anything. If I'm at home, I eat dinner, and then I finish, then I do the dishes, then I have a LaCroix, because the bubbles are just like, they just settle my stomach. It, ah, sorry. Um, but I don't, when I'm at home, I actually don't drink anything with dinner. If I, if I have somebody over, I'll have like I'll have something. But uh, um, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll have like wine or like a cocktail or something. And then, but then water is also there. But just water with dinner, it's like. But remember back in the days when you used to drink milk with dinner? <laughs> like that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> what the hell were we thinking? Um, but water with dinner is just if but then if i go out to a restaurant where i'm not drinking like a burger place i'll get like a soda or a sparkling water or something mostly most likely a sparkling water but just straight tap water with dinner eh, eh, <laughs> it's fucking it, ugh. I, it just I, something about it just doesn't uh, doesn't hit me in the right spot um but anyway so i watched this kevin bacon movie going through the other list of uh horror movies i've been watching um you should have left uh have you guys seen that <laughs> uh eh, eh, it's basically um it's weird it was very similar to this horror movie the horror script that brandon and i wrote um about we wrote a, a horror movie about the cecil hotel which was that documentary on netflix we wrote a very similar script to you should have left um but kevin bacon while watching it it was like it, it reminded it almost felt like a stir of echoes like where his character was now <clears throat> where his character in stir of echoes was now minus the chicago accent his chicago accent and stir of echoes is the scariest part of that movie um you should have left is, is not a good movie i don't recommend it but i do recommend kevin bacon's chicago accent in stir of echoes um i remember watching that movie at uh at um boarding school i had never heard of it before <laughs> that title is just hilarious um wait where is it uh, his chicago accent is fucking just exceptional one second i just want to play it i i remember literally it like it it, it popping out as soon as i heard it i was like wait is kevin bacon like is he from chicago or did he just go to chicago one weekend uh and was just like i think i got this down um Wait, let's get into this. Oh, please, come on, I'm begging you. Educate the savage. Yeah, and it won't work with that kind of uncooperative attitude. Come on. I swear to you, I follow every instruction to the letter. <laughs> come on, come on. Keep talking. What's the worst that can happen? Come on. Come on, hypnotize me. Where is it? Where? <laughs> One, you're hostile. I'm not <laughs> come on, hypnotize me. Whole larger world out there, you know what I mean? Doorways. Come on, hypnotize me. Come on, where is it? Come on, bacon. You wouldn't even have the faintest understanding of doorways. Okay, okay. Come on. All right, Kreskin, prove it. You hypnotize somebody. Yeah, do me. Do me. Why not? Well, for one, you're hostile. I'm not hostile. Do I seem hostile to anybody? Uh, yeah. Not hostile. Thanks for having us. It was a great party. This is just getting good. Come on, Lisa. 
Hypnotize me. Hypnotize me. <laughs> no, you're drunk. I'm not drunk. Literally, I, re I just, I remember that the first time I saw that, I was like, what is he doing with his accent? Maybe that's how people in Chicago talk. I don't know, but like, hypnotize me. <laughs> uh, I was fucking dying when I first saw that. Hypnotize me. Come on. <laughs> Dude. Uh, biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. How has nobody done that? <laughs> we, gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get that. We gotta get that, uh, that mashup on the books. Wait, where is it? Hypnotize me. <laughs> there, there it is for everybody. Uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. I'm not drunk. Hypnotize me. Come on, Lisa. Hypnotize me. <laughs> I'm surprised any ghost wanted to wanted to haunt him. They'd be like, dude, I not with that dude's accent. I'm, I'm gonna go find a guy from Chicago that knows how the accent's supposed to go. But again, I don't know. Maybe that is maybe that is how they talk there. I don't know. I've never been to Chicago. I've uh, just seen the movies. Hypnotize me. <laughs> Is Bacon from Chicago? Let's see. Because sometimes I feel like he talks like that in every movie, kind of. Um, where is he from? Oh, he's from Philly. Oh, he's from Philly. <laughs> Come on, hypnotize me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't recommend. Uh, you should have left. Bacon. Eh. Bacon has. Uh, it's weird. They them, which I did not like at all. That movie. Oof. Great concept. Horrible movie. Um. But Bacon, it was Bacon back at a summer camp, even though it was a conversion camp. And he was in Friday the 13th, obviously. But then You Should Have Left, it was Bacon kind of back in like, sort of like haunted, like dreams, hypnosis. Now there's no real hypnosis in um, in, um, uh, in uh, You Should Have Left. But like, it, it, there were, there was, it was Stir of Echo Z. Uh, Sands the Hypnotize Me. It didn't, it didn't take place in Chicago. Uh I'm not hostile. <laughs> uh, I'm never hostile. Hypnotize me. Um, oh God, the Michael Myers mask in H2O is so bad. Um, I got you know what I gotta I gotta say I don't love the new Halloweens. It, only because I see the new Halloweens that David Gordon Green did, where they ignore every other Halloween movie that existed. I, I, I respect that they did that. The problem is throughout my life. The Halloween movies have existed, and even if they're not that great, it's such a part of like being a horror movie fan. It's just like, look, there's there's a fucking ton of these movies, like and like they're just are they're like a part of like pop culture. So to ignore them when I first saw that Halloween from 2018, I was like, I can't unsee all the Halloweens that have existed. I can't. Oh man, this chick's toast. Uh, I can't unsee the f Jesus. I can't unsee the fact that um, that um, um, that they are that 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 like Jamie Lee Curtis is his brother, even though that was like such a such a fucking bullshit kind of way to to explain why Michael Myers was after her. Because that's why Halloween is so scary, is because you don't know why he's after her. There's no motive. It's great. Speaking of scream. But but then when it's like it's her sister, it's like, oh, well, all right. Well, it's her sister. And that that helped lead to all the other Halloweens. So, again, like that's why like I like H2O. Like I like that it's this like she's she's she teaches at this boarding school. I think this is kind of cool.
um, even though Michael Myers' mask in this looks terrible, because you can see his eyes. Like when he, he just killed that this chick, uh, and you can see his eyes. It's like no, like you're not supposed to see his fucking eyes. That they're supposed to be black, um, like Loomis says, the devil's eyes. Um, but but then but at, but then at the same time, none of the none of these Halloween. Like I get it. Like two, four, f- I, Halloween two is fine. Halloween four is okay. Halloween five is pretty bad. Halloween six is bad, although I kind of like it. I like H2O, even though Michael's mask sucks. Um, Halloween Resurrection's shit. So, like, I do get it. Like, none of them are, like, that great. Again, even though I do enjoy watching all of them. But, so, but so like, I get why they did that. It was just, I, I just needed to really, like, remove that from my head. Because when I then, when I went back to watch the 2018 Halloween uh recently i was like you know what it's actually kind of good like it is pretty good my my i think my problem that i didn't like about it was like they kind of threw in like some me too times up kind of like uh, undertones in it a little bit and i'm like okay i understand but like that's not what halloween was about it's about the it was about the fucking boogeyman that you, you know and that's what was scary about it he just randomly finds somebody and it's just like you and he kills men and women so it was just kind of like yeah yeah i didn't like yeah <laughs> like I, I don't know it i just i didn't I, I i didn't love that it's not blatant but it's there maybe i knew it was there because it, somebody mentioned it in an interview in an interview and i was just kind of like <laughs> you know that sound effect um but i went back and rewatched it and the reason it's good is because david gordon green like getting a good director because sometimes these these horror movie reboots of like 80s or 70s horror movies kind of suck because they kind of have this like glossiness to them david gorda green at least is like a, like an auteur and he brought like a, a great style to the to the new movies so they they feel they 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 feel the closest to the original halloween as, as any of them but um but no at first it was hard for me to not see that like no, like Michael is her sister and they're going that it isn't, but whatever. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, so what else do I want to talk about? And then uh, 41. Let's talk about goat soap. Guys. Uh, goat soap. Uh, even though I missed a week, I, I'm still, I've uh, that win one, one week missed. You know what I missed the most is that I didn't get to talk about goat soap. Um, again, I love this stuff so much. Natural goat milk. Safe ingredients, small batch, handcrafted, made in the USA, cruelty free. It is so good. I look forward to showering so much. I can't even like. I can't even tell you how much I look forward to it. Um, I look forward to it. What was I going to say? I just look forward to it. Lemongrass is what I use. There's patchouli, unscented, floral, lavender, peppermint tea tree. I've tried the lavender. It's great if you like lavender. It's a real like, it's weird. Like you can really smell the lavender strong when you're using the soap, but then when you get it on, it's not so strong. That's the best thing. The scent of the soap is strong in the bar, but then when it's on your skin, it's not over. It's not overwhelming. Somebody walked past me the other day and they were just like doused in whatever fucking shampoo or soap or perfume they use and i was just kind of like ah oh, bruh <laughs> like fucking ixnay on the opiate or whatever um 
goat soap is just it's it just it doesn't fucking smack in the face with its fragrance it smells so good it just yeah you just smell good you feel clean you feel smooth can't goat soap dot com camp 20 20 off i just ordered a shipment of 20 bars because i never want to not have this shit on hand i love it so much i'm going to start traveling with it you got to get on it you're going to feel good you're going to feel clean clean campers i want clean campers throughout the year um goatsoap.com camp 20 three or more bars you get you get uh free shipping i mean god they're practically giving the company away uh you're gonna love it get on it um and that is that so let's get into some shout outs how about that all right here we go a little loud a little loud let's take it down kiss let's take it down oh adam arkin's getting it right in the back you know what? That was, he's kind of like a dipshit in this movie. I don't really mind that he died, even though he like he was he was, he was like a good dude. He plays the guidance counselor that's dating Jamie Lee Curtis, but he's he's kind of a dweeb. Um, so he Michael Myers just fucking Michael Myers is the master of putting a knife in someone's back and lifting them up. He uh, that was kind of his signature. All right, let's get into some shoutouts here. Um, uh hey shout out grig street pizza big shout out big shout out pizza place in greenwich connecticut uh that looks fantastic uh, i almost want to fly and get a slice uh grig street grig street pizza shout out uh let's see here let's go to this one um hey shout out manic movie monday podcast i was on that podcast last week uh i'll let you guys know when it's up uh great podcast very fun show i enjoyed doing it we talked about the movie Madman. If you have never seen Madman, or if you have seen Madman, it's an 80s slasher. If you have seen it, you're going to want to listen to that. If you haven't seen it, uh, you should listen to that because I, um, I enjoyed doing it. Uh, and Madman's a hilarious movie. Um, hey, shout out. Hey, shout out the Jort Report. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Kev Dearborn. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Venti Memes. Shout out. And shout out. Hey, a shout out. Hey, shout out Johnny 3C. Hey, shout out Angel Illustrates. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening. If you are listening, let's let this ride a little bit. Let's let this ride. Hypnotize me. Hypnotize me, kiss. Okay, that's about enough of that. Ah, uh, 45. Wow, there was something else I wanted to mention. Um, oh, I want, oh my God. Oh, uh, <laughs> what do I want to talk about here? Fuck. You know what? I've been talking about movies. Let's just keep it on the movies. I love Father of the Bride so much, but that third act of that movie drives me up a fucking wall. It drives me up a wall. I, like, that movie is another one that's like, it's like perfect. Like, it really is. And I've always thought this, I've always loved that movie. Um, but I watched it. I, I mean, I usually kind of check in on that movie about, uh, I don't know, like one every once every like year, once every few years, because it's just it's so it's so it's such a comfortable movie. Like the house they live in, <laughs> the part of California they're in, or I think they're they live in like Greater LA area, the town they're in. Uh, uh, it's just like it's such a fucking comfortable movie. I guess it's just got that Nancy Myers kind of like marble countertop like white couch vibe uh i don't know it's just a very comfortable movie um but that third act and you know i can't tell because steve martin's so stressed out about the planning of that wedding at his home that they must have just forgotten about the father daughter dance 
because that's all he wants at the end of that movie is to dance and kiss his daughter but it's like but but where's the father-daughter dance like what you just like did father daughter dances not exist before father of the bride? Is it like the meme where it's like, uh, like like some like something like sliced bread was invented in nineteen twenty seven or something, and then like sandwiches before that was just you were just putting meat between an entire loaf of bread, uh, like like what? Where's the father daughter dance? That's a gl- massive hole in. Oh, there's Michael climbing down. Oh, she's about to fucking. That kills most people. Like, axe to the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, maybe it doesn't kill him, but, like, I love Michael just pulls that axe out like it's nothing. Like, wow, what a fucking machine. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a powerhouse. But, um, but, um, but you can see his eyes in this mask. Yeah, that's the weak link of uh, H2O is that they got the mask way wrong in this. And, like, he's got, like, a bad haircut. <laughs> like, even the mask has, like, a shitty haircut. Um, they never really got the mask right in any of these movies until the new ones. Actually, I think they used the original mask and just like burned it a little bit. But, um, uh, that, that, that third act of father bride. And he literally, he goes to the main room where the wedding's going on. And he's like looking, he looks over at his wife. He looks over at his son. Then he looks at his daughter and he's like, I just wanted to kiss and dance with my daughter. It's like, bro, she's right there. (laughs) Just go walk there. It's it's literally like the fucking. It's kind of like James Bond bad guys have James Bond caught and they don't kill him. It's like, what are you doing? He's right there. Fucking put a knife in his in his chest. Um. Uh. It's it's like the bomb. Like the button of the bomb to save the world is right there and you're just staring at it longingly go push the button you'll save everybody it's just it's a very frustrating ending to to the movie but here's like the thing is that it actually works because like look the wedding's at his home the one main thing that he was worried about is like how are we going to do this there's a fuckload of people and he just can't get there to 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 see her but like they never should have had the scene where he where he's staring at her from across the room because it's like, bro, there's your chance. You you fucked yourself. <laughs> you have yourself to blame, Banks. Um, and then also he wants to get the hot dog buns. Uh, he he wants to get the hot dog buns. He's like, I need eight hot dog buns but no one sells eight hot dog buns they sell 12 hot dog buns but then he's buying two bags of them or like three bags he's like taking the four buns out of like three bags of hot dog buns it's like well the, what the fuck's going on here also go to the deli section and get like a kaiser rollers i'm telling oh man that movie's got some plot holes but like it's so good it's like halloween it's like the first halloween like there are so many Halloween is like the most perfect movie until you really look at it closely. And it's just, it's actually very, it's actually not perfect at all. Um, uh, there's so many like logistical issues in Halloween, but you're not even thinking about it because of the, the mood is great. The, the, the theme songs and that movie's just great. I don't need to tell you what guys, well, Halloween's great. Um, all right, let's wrap it up there. That's it. Uh, sorry again for missing last week. It'll never happen again. Although I can't promise that, but 
uh i don't like missing weeks of this i like doing it every week but if anything it gives maybe it gave some people a chance to catch up on old episodes i am going to get to work i'm almost done with the script uh i can't wait to be done with it it's been a long time i've worked on it and i'm ready to move on to my next project and yeah have a good weekend stay safe out there if you wanted to see tar again go see it if you're if you hadn't heard about it go see it if you want to see it in the theater if you can if don't wait till it's on amazon you're you're gonna fall asleep it's kind of like the you know what it's kind of like the irishman although you know what it was more compelling than the irishman but like it's long and it's slow but it's it's oddly compelling and mainly because kate blanchett is very very good i'm I'm telling you though it's the way that it opens you're just going to be like is this movie ever going to get going um so anyway so yeah go if you wanted to see it go see it for sure if if you had had your eye on it um and if yeah if you're on the fence well i just i just i just said what to do uh all right guys i'll talk to you guys next week have a good weekend and uh later